As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Holly's getting a little rambunctious, but hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. Tonight, it's Justin, myself, and Holly, and it's a special day or a special week for Holly. I get Well, not today. No, no, no. On November 6th. Everyone marked November 6th. She doesn't have a Facebook uh, that you can wish her happy birthday, but Holly's going to have her 16th birthday, which means she has completed 16 years of life on this wonderful planet of ours with us and our homes and with her mixed mommies and daddies. And uh, here we go. So that being said, Holly's doing great. She's healthy. And I thought you'd, we'd bring her back and let you all see her. And? And, uh, yes. Oh, my socks. Well, I just replayed the same Holly socks, which you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> and now I got a, a sank down doing this and we don't want Holly to, you know, to jump off the table and now yeah, she's just decided to lay down. All right. We'll see how that goes. All right. So we have a, I don't, what's the theme tonight? All day we've been watching all these games because yeah. it's Sunday. It's football Sunday. And speaking of games, we're going to go into the long game. The long game. From relationships that, you know, are relatively new or relationships that people have been in for a long time. All these stories are looking forward to the long game. Okay. So there's no negativity of the short game. It's all the long game. It depends how you look at it. Okay. whole bunch of different situations here. All right. Well, I'm going to sit here and rub Holly and keep her happy while you read me uh, the, first, the, the first batter up. Okay. How can I, 29 female, get my boyfriend, 28 male, to communicate issues to me? Not just emotional issues between us, but he also tends to arrange his schedule without me included. He's a freelancer and tends to book gigs right before or right after events with me. He once had to miss an event with my family after not seeing them for a few months, because we live quite far away, and already missing two other events with them. The most recent was him feeding our cats melatonin 
because they were being nosy and he needed to sleep for a gig the following day. I told him sternly beforehand to not attempt to give them any before they turn one and without a vet present because they may have a deadly allergic reaction, and I was not willing to take that risk. Those cats mean everything to me. I have had them since they were days old. They were found in the streets malnourished with eye infections, and I went through a lot to get them happy and healthy. They just turned one a few days ago. It broke my heart when he told me he gave them melatonin twice before without even telling me. From the time frame, it means he gave it to them months before they turned one. I screamed at him, telling him how could he have taken such a risk. He saw it not as such a big deal since he did all the research and they turned out fine in the end. I got aggravated and told him, what would you be saying to me if they did not turn out okay? What if they had reacted terribly and died? What would you have said to me then? He stayed quiet, felt terrible, and apologized over and over, and he told me how much I and our little family mean to him. I love him, and I know he is doing his best. What can I do to help him better communicate with me? Ideal outcome? I want to stay with him and just want to know what to do to get him to just talk to me. I'm open-minded and understanding, and I don't mind catering a little more to him to make us work. So first thing that she was talking about was the fact that he books gigs right after that they're supposed to meet up with their family. Is he a musician or when she says gig? Not that it really matters. It kind of sounds like it, but other people also use that term for like just, a hangout or something. Just, but you know, his priorities drift real quick and easy for what he wants to roll on to next. Yeah, it just seems like these are a few examples of how they're just, he's not communicating. Or doesn't care. True. Because one that would care would take a little extra time in communicating. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, that you specifically said, don't do this to the cats. Don't, you know, you think that the the guy would respect you. He yeah. Cl- and then he said, I did the research. I doubt he looked, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I wasn't there. But do you really think he went and did research to see if it's okay to give the cat's melatonin? Or he just says, it's good enough for me. I'm going to give it to the cat. It's probably a different definition of research. Just like a quick Google search. But, you know, I mean, it's it's like she said, you never know how they're going to take to it. So maybe it it works for some cats, but some others, I don't know. Clearly, he didn't pay attention. Yeah. He did his own thing. He he was thinking about himself. He wanted to sleep. He didn't want to hear the cat's meow in the morning. He said, I'm going to drug these suckers so, you know, they're not going to bug me. It's all about him. Yeah. And that's a conversation. And did, did she say how long they've been together? Uh, and the additional info, uh, they've been together a year and a half, but I've known him since 2016. We've been good friends before start, starting to date. Well, you know, think the real people come out about a year, year and a half after starting to date you'll see their real behaviors. And, you know, this is a behavior. And this is where you have to start saying, am I willing to go along with it? I mean, I really think it's great that, I think she's had conversations with him in the past. Yeah. Because she said that he's very apologetic. He's compassionate, doesn't want to hurt his little family. Very sweet, considerate kind of guy to talk. Is it sweet talk or is it bullshit? And only one that can really tell that is, is you. You can tell it by hearing what he has to say, seeing the behaviors, and see what goes on the next time something happens. 
But if it continues, it's evidently not going to change. So you'll notice a significant change if you have the conversation, he really pays attention. And if he doesn't, this is the time where you can say, you know, you're a great guy and I really do love you, but this is not what I want for the rest of my life. And yeah. the, the fact that she had to yell at him, you know, scream at him. I mean, that would work about 22, you know, tenths of a second. <laughs> it's two and a half, 2.2 seconds for me and a relationship where people yell at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not what my design of a relationship is. And if it's your design and you guys like to have that sparring matches, you know, go yell and, you know, and kiss and make up. Maybe I, I hear the more passionate the yelling, the more passionate the makeup. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a thing for some people. I've, I've, I've been in relationships where they're yelling and screaming. It, to me, it, it doesn't work for me, but you have to decide if it works for you. Yeah. And it's not going to change one way or the other. And if you don't stop it now and come to a terms and understand one another on this clearly, you're going to have issues going on with your life. And maybe it's time to, you know, do the do do and change partners again. Yeah. I mean, even... It can be really tough a year and a half in, especially as you start to think, well, family and all the further stages with uh, with someone. Mm-hmm. But if something is, again, communication is one of the pillars. Mm-hmm. If one of the pillars has cracks in it and it's not working, that's really your foundation. Yeah, and I was talking about integrity of a foundation. Mm-hmm. If you are with somebody and they, you think you have a great foundation and they lie to you, then you have a fractured foundation. One good earthquake and you know the house comes down. That's right. So I, I, I would consider that. I'm not telling you what to do as far as keeping him, getting rid of him, but I'm certainly going to say you should have a conversation and then open your eyes and say, is this what I want? And really look at it for the long, as you say, the long game. That's right. Because that's what it's about. And this might be the uh, the beginning of the long game or can be the end. And there's the longer game is somebody else. Yeah. So I also like what you said, though, about, you know, you can make it very apparent this time with a serious conversation mm-hmm. and then monitor. Mm-hmm. And then you can see how that goes through the next couple of months or however long feels right to you. And if you see this as a trend, mm-hmm. then you kind of know what you're signing up for. And, you know, and then you, as you, and then you start, you know, figuring out as you're keeping score in this relationship, and it's more of a score keeping. That's when you really realize that this is not the relationship. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm in a relationship now, a year and a half, and there's been a couple of occasions where there was just some things that I may have said. I, you know, have spoken to her and said, "I'm just not into this." Mm-hmm. And if we can, this is going to be what our life's going to be. We have to really make make a change. Yeah. And she says, "No, I I understand what you're saying, and you know this isn't that important to me, and I can not have that behavior. It's not what I what I would want either." Yeah. And there there were some changes, but you those didn't come out until a year and a half, year and three months, year and four months. And so you start, you know, looking probation, you know, like a probationary period after this to see, did it take, did, did I catch something? Is this going to haunt me for a while? Yeah. And do I need to make that change on a more permanent basis? It doesn't mean you don't love that person or care for that person. It really is. Do you want to live with that person for the rest of your life? Right. Okay. Yep. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's go on to the next one. If, if you're if you're done. Yeah, no. That's a good little warm up there. Okay. All right. Number two. Two. Hi, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. There she is. Hi. <laughs> I started listening to two outtakes over a year ago and Father Knows Something as soon as it came out. I've told all my friends about your two podcasts and they all love them too. Thank you. Anyway. Appreciate that. To get to my situation, I, female 22, have been with my boyfriend, male 22, for, yet again, a year and a half. The magic number. We met in college and graduated this past December. Well, I got a full-time job back at home in February, and my boyfriend worked until he left for the military in May. We grew up in the same area. All in all, his training will be around a year to a year and a half long, and all of it will be very far from me. I will be able to go see him occasionally, but with how expensive travel is and my limited PTO and how busy he will be, the opportunities will be few and far between. Originally, we were planning on moving in together and getting engaged after he was done next fall, but now he said over a phone call this weekend that he wants to do a courthouse wedding now and do a big wedding later so I can move up and live with him in about a month. If you are not familiar with military housing, they pay for off-base housing if you are married and you get a bigger paycheck due to having a dependent, i.e. me. I know that I want to marry him 100%, but I'm torn because I've always dreamt of having a surprise engagement and big wedding with all our family and friends. However, I love and miss him more than anything and just want to be there with him. The distance has been hard and it's only going to get harder for both of us. I've only brought it up to my mom so far, but she is adamant that we wait. I'm just torn because I want to be able to be with him now, but don't want to look back and regret not having the dream wedding and proposal because even if we have a big wedding next year or the year after, I fear it won't be the same. I also worry about not having any support from others like our family and friends. At the end of the day, being with him is the most important part, but these other things are important to me too. Any advice is appreciated. You know, he's looking at the long, at the big picture, and he also knows that he, you're a major part of his life. And to have him, you know, he feels to have her not with me absolutely is crushing his heart. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, I'm not this guy's conscious, but it certainly sounds like he's being very proactive and saying, I understand you want the big wedding. I understand all this, but you know, I don't want to be without each other. Mm -hmm. There's just no way I can do this. 
and he's trying to go forward and, and build your life. So together, your life building has, has begun. I would look, you know, look at the fact of doing the courthouse, you know, marriage and really, you know, plan for your wedding when it comes back and you're convenient and have that wonderful, you know, I've, I'm, I'm looking for the word, but basically the replay of the vows and doing a wonderful wedding, you know, uh, party afterwards. I have a good friend of mine uh, who during COVID, COVID shut everything down and even shut down her work. Yeah. And she had to, you know, to carry on her insurance and the way that it was structured, they wanted to be sure that she was covered with insurance. So they said, we got to get, you know, and they already were engaged. Yeah. And so he said, I, you know, if we can get married, it'd be great, but you couldn't get married in the beginning of COVID. And I was watching the news and I knew there, you know, they told me their issue. And I said, wow, I couldn't believe it. Anaheim, Orange County was doing, uh, as much as they used to do, you know, hockey games at the, at the pond where the ducks played, uh, they now were doing weddings in the parking lot in little sheds. Wow. And they were, it was on like on Thursdays from eight o'clock till 10 o'clock, they would bring the justice of the pieces out and they would do this. And they, and I called up, I said, immediately, I said, Carla, Chip, you can get married this Thursday. <laughs> and they said, what? I go, no joke. Go to the ticket booths at at the pond. They yeah. Said, and so they said, well, if you'll go be the witness, we'll go do it. And so we went down to the pond. I was the witness and they got married. But there was, the thing was, no one could know. Yeah. Don't share it with anybody. And then two years later, because COVID postponed the wedding the first time when they had a plan for it. Right. And she got to put out as far as she could. And about four months ago, we went down to, all of us went to Texas where his family was and we had a wedding. I actually performed the, I, miss, I, mean, I mentioned this in another show. Yeah, I performed, yeah, yeah. I played the justice of the peace. I got ordained online. <laughs> so, These days. So get, cut them a little slack. And uh, I understand what your, what your dreams are and wishes. But as you're going to find out in life, life throws us curveballs. And it doesn't always work the way we plan it. You have to kind of adjust for it. You got to be flexible and you got to, you know, kind of be water, you know, form to the shape of the bowl. And I think in this case, it sounds like you got all the right things and he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. One, and, and that's what I'll say. It is, it does make sense to do it financially as a team. It makes sense going forward. Mm -hmm. You're making a decision for not only your future, but your present to mm -hmm. support your future. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read, um, ideal outcome, just having unbiased advice on what I should do. I know I just want to be with him 100%, but I don't want to regret, you know, my choice to either marry now or, and get to be with him or wait and just be struggling through the distance. Anything else? I want to note that the big proposal engagement and wedding is not something materialistic, just how I've always pictured and wanted my experience to be, but I know that marriage is much more than that. I just want the time to soak in the engagement and celebrate with family and friends at a wedding. I know I mentioned my full-time job, but I am feeling pretty unfulfilled in it, so I wouldn't mind having to find a different job. And finally, I've looked into moving close to him and getting my own apartment without having to be married, but I can't afford it with how expensive rent is. And so with all this in mind, I think it makes sense to do the courthouse wedding. 
Now, the other piece of it is the dream proposal. And I think he could still find a way to propose, but he's already moved. He's already like away at military training and she's worried about just even being able to see him. So I don't know how, you know, yeah, you kind of already did the courthouse thing, but you could still do that in the future. And then of course, have your big wedding. There's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. So I think really the issue is it's not so much like making this big choice. Mm -hmm. It's just, I want it to do it the right way. I have an idea. And so it's like, I, yeah, but I just think it's the mix of the two. I think it's, you do what makes sense as a team. And then you also can still go through all the, the regular traditions afterward. And it's just all how you go into it. I think. So, so this is let's, let's do a hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is going to go on for a year and a half. Basically, he's in he's in Hell Week for a year and a half. Is that correct? It seems like it. Okay, so we we do the courthouse wedding under the following you know rules and regs. In one year, six months, one day, I I hope that you will figure out how to perform a real real uh, proposal to me. Then we are going to have our wedding. You know, you can, you can make a game out of it, something fun, but, you know, certainly let him know that this is important to you and you recognize that it's not going to happen right now, but you really do want something that's going to be special. Yeah. And so keep that in mind, my love. I need something that'd be special for me. And I know you got this shit to do right now and I understand that, but don't forget what's, what's important to me too. It will all work. It's yeah, just, it you got to make the smart choices to give up a little to gain a lot. And, and, you know, things in your life could change so drastically. You don't know you, you can conceive a child during this period of time. And let me tell you, that's the most magical thing in the world when, when you're ready for that. And or when that news comes. And so there's all kinds of things in your life that you are going to really, really experience. And, and you're kicking it. It's like starting the. It's like starting the Super Bowl. You're you're doing the kickoff. That's right. So we wish you luck and certainly touch base and let us know how it goes for you, and uh, all our blessings and go for it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Let's go ahead. Mm. Holly liked that one too, you can tell. She's pumped. She's excited. Okay, number three. Yep. Hi, Dad. I... Female 21 just started dating this guy, male 21, about five months ago. So it's very new. Yeah, we have, a, we have a year before the year and a half mark. That's right. 
I had recently got out of a six-year relationship when I met him. I'm in my senior year of undergrad, and he is in the military. In about a year and a half, I would be starting grad school, and he'll be getting out of the military and going back and going back home about 12 hours from where we are right now. Whenever I'm with him and he talks about his hometown, I just get so sad because I just feel like it's going to end and I can't enjoy the present with him because I'm worried about how upset I'll be when it does end. I don't know where I'm going to grad school yet, so it's not like it's decided that I wouldn't be near him or if things got very serious, he wouldn't move to be near me, but it's not knowing that kills me. His home is near a lot of really good schools, so there is a high chance I could end up near or in his state, but I also don't want to choose a school based off of him because we are so young. I really like this guy. I never felt this way about my previous relationship, but I also want to be independent and not just choose a school that's close to him to avoid breaking up or doing long distance, even though that decision is so far away right now. I know this is all in my head and I'm not living in the present, but all I can think is that we're destined to not work out. But I also know it would definitely won't work out if I constantly am worried about the relationship ending. He's truly the sweetest man and I can already tell he cares so deeply for me and I do for him as well. He's incredibly supportive and I feel silly to even think that we might have a future because of our ages, but I still secretly do. I haven't mentioned any of these concerns to him because I'm afraid of sounding crazy. She's a planner, isn't she? That's that's kind of the that what it seems like. Uh, you're going to have to, my thought is, you're going to have to just live life for, for day to day and for what it is now. It's nice to think about tomorrow. The good news is that the past isn't haunting you. So we're done with the past. Don't worry about the future. Live today. And... Just see where it goes and it takes you. you, you you're way too, too caught up putting yourself into this dwelling of what's going to happen. Um, you know, don't worry about it. Take it day by day. See if you guys grow. Stay honest with him. Let him know that, you know, you know this is on my mind. I'm trying not to let it get in the way because I just want to let us grow and have a good time. But, you know, in about a year... Or in six months or eight months, you know, if and, and hoping that we're together, let's, you know, start, we might not have, need to have a conversation. You can have no problem keeping that to yourself right now either and not add any more of that pressure. Yeah. Because far as I would be concerned is that uh, everyone knows what's going on in the future. You just have to see where you are today in day-to-day life and how you're getting along and how you grow. If you're growing... T- typically, he's not going to want to let it uh, go away either. But if he feels as wonderful as you feel about this in a year, I don't think you have an issue. You guys will start making those choices and those thoughts and those decisions at that time. So have you, I'm sure, in your 65 years, yeah, you've 65. been in some mental spirals before. I have. Where you get all wrapped in it and you can't seem to get out. What has worked for you well, in those times? Let, let's talk about some of those times. I, at the age of 20, at age of 17, started to travel for a company. Yeah. And I was out of town meeting people consistently and starting relationships. And I had a relationship here that was long distance. And then when that broke up, I was all over the place. I mean, everywhere. I mean, I was having relate. I mean, I, I met a girl in Mississippi. When I saw that, you know, my, my stint in Mississippi was going to be really about six months. And 
and I met her, you know, I think I got there in, I think July and, uh, I met her in September. Maybe I met her in August actually. And, you know, when I left and I knew I was moving away and I said, you know, I don't want to be without you. Yeah. And I realized I was in love with her and I went and I, and I proposed and I off, I wanted to marry her, but I knew that my business and my, my offices were in Los Angeles. My home is in LA. And I said, how was your feelings about moving to Los Angeles? And she said, well, I'm fine with that. She had a child too, a three-year-old. And off we, to LA, we, we moved. And we were going to have a life here. And on the plane, it, it unwound. Yeah. And she just really realized that we are from two different lifestyles. There was someone that she had seen and was curious about. And she said, if I'm curious, then I'm not in love really with Jerry. And um, it unwound. So, you know, it, it wasn't as strong as, as, as we thought. There's times when I went to Kentucky or I was in Minnesota. I met Morgan's mom in Minnesota. And I, you know, I had, a, I had property in real estate, but I wasn't really ready to give her up or, or, you know, so that changed my direction, what I was going to do in my life. I mean, there was a lot of, you find out as you go through these, these relationships, when they really anchor you in, anchor you down, what you plan for and what you ended up doing are, are total opposite yep, directions. I was just going to say that. I mean, I don't know if you ever thought you were going to come out here, fall in love and, and want to spend your life out here. I mean, I made the mistake of staying in school for like in Minnesota for school. I feel like, I mean, I love where I'm at now, but mm -hmm. I definitely still feel that void of going to a big school out of state and having that experience. Yeah. But, you, but, but that was kind of similar to this. Yeah. And look what you get. You, you certainly learned had life experiences that made you part of who you are. And let me tell you, you're, you're a, you're a fine guy. But then I didn't make that mistake again. Right. Cause at the end of college, it was nope to New York I go. And yeah. then in New York, we didn't want to leave, but we had to for, mm -hmm. you know, career wise. So there made the move to LA. So I'm not, I, I think you have to go through maybe th almost feeling like you messed up a choice about this kind of situation mm -hmm. to then be like, you don't have any tolerance for it later. But the other thing that I was thinking is, I think the best thing to do is just, it's good to think forward and plan, mm -hmm. but maybe not so far because you still don't even, it doesn't even sound like you have a list of schools yet. So it's almost like you want to get, you need to. She's only six months into this relationship too. That is true. But at the same time, if she's feeling very serious about it, mm -hmm. really what you got to do is, as I read through this, I think the biggest part that stuck out to me is that you do not want to choose a school based on this relationship. Nope. You don't want that to impact it at all. So I think you just need to start figuring out the school situation mm -hmm. and then assess this later. We're, we're, we're trying to tackle too much in one decision. If some of these closer schools stay in your mix, then that's great. Mm -hmm. But make sure you're going there 100% because it has the best program or it's better than these schools for X, Y, Z. And then, yeah, you have the added bonus that you could see the rest of this relationship through. But that's kind of the biggest point I'm seeing here is choose based on the school. Mm -hmm. And then he may make some decisions regarding what your needs are at that time too. We just, you I know, mean, you never know. When yeah. I first met Morgan, we were a few months in and she's like, 
yeah, so I think for school, I'm going to like do this travel OT thing and I'm going to be in a bunch of different cities for months and months. And I was like, say what? <laughs> and I was kind of like taken aback and I started planning ahead of my mind and being like, oh my God, like, is this going to do X, Y, Z? And here we are <laughs> three and a half years later. So it's and, like- and, and she did travel. She was away for six months back in Palm, Palm Desert. But that was Palm I, Springs. Yeah. You know, I'm saying like it was- initially like all around the u.s potentially other countries and i was just like oh wow because i remember we were in the, a cab ride home one night from a bar or an uber or something and i remember her talking to the uber driver someone about it and i was just like this shock came over me i'm like what no that's not like that that's not what i thought was happening like <laughs> but then you just kind of even then you can have feelings like this but then you kind of just stick with it day to day and it, I, she didn't have to even like she went to Palm Springs. It's yeah. an hour away. Don't just I, my advice to you: don't put yourself into a tailspin yet. Yeah, you know, keep everything like you're doing in your mind. But you, the biggest thing is to see if he continues to be your knight in shining armor, and if you're his. Is it Guinevere? Huh? Is it Guinevere? Is it Guinevere? Is she like the princess, or like I don't know. My fairy, fairy, fairy I, I was never big on fairy tales, but I think that uh, Sir Lancelot was at Guinevere. Are you talking about an actress? No, it, it was a story. Oh, about Sir Lancelot. And I think Guinevere was the uh, was the princess. I'm not sure. You might have to cut uh, all this out. E yes. Wow. Don't worry, my our our, our our listening public will correct me. <laughs> They're very well, good at uh, that. Wife of Arthur, yeah, King Arthur, best known in Arthur Arthurian. Okay, romance through the love that his knight Sir Lancelot bore for her, and she was and she was Guinevere, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, look, like Queen I said, of Britain, very good. Boy, I'm even doing better than I thought. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, you know, let, let, let it um, organically grow and see where you are. And I'm School glad, first. I'm really glad that, you, that you, you found a guy that you were able to totally forget about the guy of six years. That past is just gone. And this is really nice. So let's see where it goes. Okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Next. <laughs> Next. Next. Okay, number four. Next. We're doing well today. This is good. Okay. Yes, sir. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. And just want to shout out a special happy birthday for Holly. How did they know? I don't know. Morgan must have mentioned it. 
I, 23 female, and my boyfriend, 23 male, recently moved in together after dating for almost six years. Wow. Things are great. We have good communication and get along great. He really is my best friend. My problem is that I like to keep a tidy home. For example, I do dishes as soon as I finish eating and I go around and tidy the house at least once a day. My boyfriend is not like this. He leaves clothes all over the house, on the floor. He also leaves dishes in the sink and his version of cleaning up is not the same as mine. What has prompted me to write in was that I asked him to do the dinner dishes last night. He said they were done. I went to make my coffee after he had left for work and all the dishes were in the sink with the empty dishwasher two feet away. I know this isn't a huge issue, but we both work full-time jobs. He works in EMS and is at work for 48 to 72 hours at a time. And it's exhausting for me to always be the one cleaning up. Any advice on how to approach him and have him respond positively instead of feeling attacked? It's hard. You got to pick your battles. First, I'm going to start by saying pick your battles. Um, and are you prepared as you go to step number two of that statement? Are you prepared to break up with this most beautiful guy of six years because of the cleaning issue? Um, that's another thought. Then you go into the rules of being considerate. I know that Morgan, I live with Morgan, and my eyes are not what they used to be, so I don't see everything <laughs> that is out there. And when it comes to the kitchen, I love to make sure that my dishes are washed and put away. After I cook a meal, my pot is, is clean before I eat. While it's cooling down, I do my pot. That's just me. Uh, Morgan has a different framework. Morgan cleans his house because I don't see and I don't really pay attention to what's going on on the floor. And she's frustrated with me. So, you know, you, you try to be, you try to voice the concern and you try to be considered one another. I would probably say my biggest issue with my disasters, which helps me get cleaned up, is when I have a place to put everything. So if you yes. wanted to go organize this place once and for all and say, this is where this is going to go, this is where this goes, and this goes is where this goes, and can you help me keep those things in that place? That's a positive way of doing it because I know my biggest problem, and because I, I can be a, a, a windstorm. I mean, if you think that the tornado from Twister is bad, Jerry can be pretty bad too. And so when I literally have a place to put everything and get organized, I'm able to, you know, to sustain, sustain keeping everything clean and in an orderly place. So help facilitate that for him in his lack of doing it, or do it together. Say, we're going to take this weekend and we are going to take everything off the shelves and let's put it the way where you want it. Yeah. So we do it together. I don't throw any of your stuff away. You know where everything is. And if there are things that we don't need more, we can get rid of it. Six years is long enough that you guys are doing this together. And that's how I would, that's how I would, would skin this cat. Yeah, I, I 100% agree especially after having many different sets of roommates mm -hmm. over the years. At some point with roommates, you know an end is coming. So you're just kind of like, screw it. I don't care anymore. It's not worth my energy to even say anything because mm -hmm. I'll be done with college in six months and I'm and doesn't, doesn't mm -hmm. matter. No reason to like set up this whole new structure. But in this sense, 
Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think this is breakup worthy. I think this is very easy to come to a consensus on. Right. And there's a little bit of give on both sides. I mean, you, you compensate, you, um, you just come together in a way where you establish a system. Mm -hmm. And honestly, maybe if you, cause in your anything, so in the additional info, I do acknowledge that he is not expected to uphold my standards of cleaning, but I would like more effort on his part. And so what I think is cool about that is, yeah, you could definitely get him to be a better team player. Yeah, I would. But if you are such the cleaner and you have different standards, there are certain aspects to that where you can just go like knock yourself out. It's going to be easier for her. If he puts his stuff away, it's going to ultimately be easier for her to go clean. Yeah, but it's more mutual way. things it, too. It's like, yeah, the clothes is one thing, right? Well, That's, it's a big, it's a big just, thing. And dishes in the kitchen, it's a big thing. Yeah, and so it's just like after six years, you're just moving in. These are just the little bumps in the road to figure mm-hmm. out how to live together. But mm-hmm. this is not a relationship problem, at least not yet. I, I would certainly go to him and say, you know, if today is the first of the month, I would say, sweetie, can you block the weekend of the 20th off? And he'll say, why? You go, because I'd like to do something together. And this is what's on my mind. And it will really help me put me in a better frame of mind with, with regards to helping us keep organized. It's going to be better for both of us. And it's going to help our relationship. Yeah, you just need to agree on a standard. And when, once you do that, I think that, you know, I would respond to that. That would, and, I'm, and I only can give advice to you guys on something that I would respond to because I can't tell you what other people respond to. So, yeah. I mean, so I could be full of shit, but I think that might be something that I would try. Cool. Number five, five. Four? I'm, I'm five? Not, I'm not I'm not counting pause. The more we do this show, the the less I can count. That's okay. Let's keep I think rolling. we're on five. Roll rolling along. Rolling along. Singing our song. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. Okay. I, twenty-four female, and my boyfriend, twenty-five male, have been dating for three and a half years. In the past couple of weeks, I've been feeling anxious about our relationship because I feel it's not growing or moving forward. What I mean by that is every time the conversation about moving in together, marriage or children comes up, my boyfriend says it's too soon or it'll happen one day. Finally, this week I told my boyfriend he needs to make up his mind and decide if he wants any of those in life and of course with me because I cannot keep waiting for him. He said he had been looking at housing options for us and does want to get married but thinks he does not want to bring children into this world. In so many ways, he has told me it's not worth it to have a kid and it's selfish to bring one into this world. While I somewhat agree, I do want to be a mom and he knows that. While I don't want to say I gave him an ultimatum, I did tell him that if he doesn't want to have children in the future, we would have to break up right now. He said he's not sure and might change his mind in the future, and want to have children because we are so compatible and knows our relationship is strong and healthy for that. On the other hand, he also mentions he hopes I can change my mind in the future and will just be happy with our fur babies. What do I do? Do you think we can continue our relationship when we can't agree on a topic this big? Well, we've had many people with this topic. This isn't the first show. Go back in some of our shows and you'll hear about it. So my first response was, you know, 
at this age and you're looking at what's going on in our world and you see what's happening in Ukraine, you see what's happening with, you know, politicians and the world leaders and you think, why, how can I even think about bringing a kid into this nightmare? And it goes back to a conversation that I, I mentioned last week with my sister where I said, was there any time do you think throughout history that the grandparents sat on top of the rock looking on at the rest of the family saying, do you think they'll be okay? Or, and we all realize that it's been going on this way for thousands of years and maybe even millions of years. Yeah. And population and the world keeps rolling on. You can't stop life because you are concerned on the bigger picture because for some reason things surprise things surprise the world every day and it moves on and goes forward. And, it's true. And we've had this conversation last week or two weeks ago where some people are very clear that they have no interest in kids, doesn't work for them, they whatever their life experience was, they are both very comfortable with that thought. And I say, bless their heart, they know what they want. Right. But for the fact that you do want children and you know that it's an important part of your life, then you can't risk that going forward. And, and I get it's scary for him at this point in time. I don't know where his job is, his security. He can't imagine with today's bills. You know, be able to, but together you guys will build that life and you'll make it happen. Right. So it's... You are on the right path at least to really consider this and say, I need to make a choice now as much as I love him. Um, this is a this is a deal breaker. And then he can go sit by himself at home for you know a day or two or three or a month or two. And either you're going to have moved on or he'll say, you know something, I cannot imagine life without her or with having children with her. Yeah. And this is called stretching. I call it stretching the muscle or working the muscle because when you get a little pressure in a relationship for growth, you know, I don't think you've ever, if you're any kind of athlete in life and you'd have to train, sometimes you have to push those muscles a little stronger than normal. And what, what, are the, what would happen to those muscles? They would feel a little pain. Yes. A little sore. Yes. A little sore and pain's good because it makes it stronger. That's right. Well, and this is also very reminiscent of the other week because he's also doing things like when they are around their little cousins, nieces, and nephews, he says it makes him want one in the future, but he just cannot make up his mind. So she's also dealing with that roller coaster of the back and forth. Mm -hmm. So he's, yeah, this, this needs to get figured out, especially three and a half in. You know, I mean, they're, they're 23. Is that what they said? 24 and 25. 24, 25. You know, you're right at that, you're right at that point. You really are. I mean, my, I look back at my parents that were, hell, my mom was pregnant at 18. I was born at the, when she was 24. No, my mom was 28 when I was born. Excuse me. She got pregnant. She got, first child was at 20. She got married at 18. So it's, you know, it's different today. My parents were 25 when they had me. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 bright the brightness of their eyes anyways so i would say uh it's good to know what you want and you'll have to find out what he wants and you guys need to make that that choice and decision at least at least to identify that for you to stay in the relationship to continue growing that this has to be a consideration or a, a desire that and eventually this is going to happen because you're basing 
you're basing your going forward with him on this. Right. Okay. Okay. Next. Number six. Let's go. Hello, Jerry. I love this podcast so much. As someone with extremely emotionally unavailable parents, it is so nice to hear advice from the parental perspective. I'm here for you. My husband and I are both 26. We have been together for almost seven years and have two children. I've been finding myself a little unsatisfied and unhappy the past year or so in our relationship because there is no spark, passion, or romance anymore. We are fortunate to have time away from our kids and we have date nights, but they don't even really feel like a date, just like friends hanging out. I know the honeymoon phase isn't forever and I don't expect sunshine and rainbows 24-7, but my husband doesn't understand that I want excitement and romance. He's an amazing man, amazing father, an amazing husband. He's kind. I trust him entirely. He's good to me, but he is very simple and content with a boring life. He says he sees no issues. We're comfortable with each other. So things aren't going to be exciting and romantic anymore. I feel like you can always choose to make things exciting if you want. I've tried on multiple occasions to express myself. He understands what I'm saying, but I just don't think he desires the same thing. I've given him multiple examples of things that would be more exciting and romantic even, but there still is no change. I try on my end, but I'm not met in the middle, so it doesn't exactly work out. Counseling really isn't an option with our financial situation right now. And at the end of the day, I'd rather live a boring life with him forever than someone else just for excitement and passion. But how do I get past this feeling of lack and resentment for our relationship? You know, so many people, so many couples going through children and what children have to offer and the time that you invest both together in these kids that you find out when they leave at the age of 18 that you look at the you look at your mate and you go who are we and how did this happen because you had no problem you know playing playing you know bunnies in the field when you were young but once those you know those little bunnies showed up it took such exhaustion to go you know create create the house financially support the house and do everything. I do think that uh, you can also kick and kick the fire. You know, it's like when you, when you're out at a barbecue barbecue pit and you see the fire getting down to a slow smolder, you know, somebody has got to get up and go get the sticks and put the sticks on that fire and get, get it to build up. And you might have to do that in the lack where he might be at this moment and let him, see a side of you that really made him feel the excitement that you have. So you may have to kick him in the ass, say, honey, you know, you and I, we're going to, you know, mom and dad have got, you know, got the kids today and you and I are going to go get down. We're going to get bikes and we're going to go ride the beach or you and I are going to go do, do this. And you have to do something that he is going to have a fun time doing with you. Something different. Yeah. Something to get you out of that rut. It might just taking him and going skiing. You may have to go, you know, figure out how you're going to save up for this or do something, but to go do that day adventure or weekend adventure, that's going to be something that you guys can really go spark some romance. And it might be kicking that fire up, you know, bringing, you know, making him wake up to see who you are again. Cause obviously he's complacent. Yeah. And, you know, sitting there at the end of the couch saying, honey, you're not romantic anymore. 
or going up to him and you know, you know, just trying to make out, he just may not be there at that time. You got to really get him on a different plateau where you guys are totally out of your element. Yeah. To to re-kick off and reset that fire. And that's what I think, it, that's what I suggest. Yeah, I think it's those different kinds of experiences that really do do that. Whether, I mean, I think about studying abroad in London and mm-hmm. I went in and I knew nobody. And you're going through kind of this crazy experience in a different country and I made a couple really close friends on that trip just because you're out of your, you know, what you're used to and you're Mm -hmm. kind of put out of your comfort zone a little bit. And it just creates this bond really Mm -hmm. quickly. So almost with anyone in your life, a spouse, a friend, a family member, Mm -hmm. if you think, feel like things are fading, it reminds me of like you saying, you know what, Taylor, we're going to go camping. Oh, that was funny. So it just reminds me of that kind of energy, that kind of idea to where it's like, you know what? I know you want to be boring, but we're going to go camping and we're just going to do it and see what happens. You, you, you and I, and it, it doesn't, have, and, and it really can't involve your kids because your kids were never part of the romance. Romance is your own intimacy with you and him. So find a place for your kids. Yeah. If you could find your mom or dad or someone that you trust that they'll have fun with, that they'll have an adventure with and let them have their adventure and um, you and your husband go have your adventure, but you're going to have to spark it and surprise them with them and just say, honey, we're doing this. Right. And I'm not telling, or we're going to go do something. I'm not telling you what it is. And all of a sudden you're making them pack. You know, he sees that the car is packed and there's camping shit. He has no idea what you're doing. And next thing he knows, you're telling him, okay, baby, grab that shit. We're going to go, you know, pup this tent. We're going to be under the stars. Yeah. It, it, it could be, it could be anything, whatever it is. that's totally out of your ordinary that you are a woman that he has not met before. Be the woman that he has not met before. Yeah. Or it's been a long time since he's seen her. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that's that's what I got. So uh, are we gonna have a Patreon? Yeah. So everyone for this show, I want to thank you for showing up. And if you would love to uh, do a couple things, one, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything, but it certainly helps us. And and secondly, we're gonna do a Patreon to come join us for the Patreon. Do you have a good story for them? I think so. On the same thing? I think so. It'd be very out of character for it not to be. Well, then it's going to be. As you see, Holly has done very well. She's just hung out. And even though she looks like she's, you know, 16 or 190, whatever it would be, <laughs> doggy years, she does, she does move around great. She's fine and she's doing great. She's tired. She's just mellowed out tonight and just wants to just kind of hang there. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. I'm going to go do the first trip that I've had to the home country. I've never been there. And they say you have to do it once in your life before you go. So... I'm going to go do it, and it's a treat for my sisters, and I think it's fantastic. I'm excited. That's very good. Good night. Bye, friends.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.